Okay, welcome back to the Equilibrium Effect. My name is Ryan. And I'm Leanne. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the COVID vaccine and all the different ways people have been hesitant about whether or not they should get their vaccine. Yeah, well, there's two different sides of that. There's the, what, the people that are like, oh, no, you're infringing on my rights. And then there's the actual people that are hesitant. But before we get started with that, we have to talk about we just had a baby, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how do you feel? Because um, this one was, like, different. This one was, like, oh, my God, way different. Yeah, it was a lot different. We had it at a different hospital, um, which it was with a bunch of people I've worked with before. So that was kind of nice um, with a people I trusted, but ended up having to have a C-section, which I didn't have to do that the first time around. Traumatic. So, um, that was, uh, <laughs> for me to see it, that was crazy. Uh, that made me not want to have kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Dr. Zacher was like, yeah, I know you're not a blood and guts person. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> how did he, how did he know that? I think just with your reaction to the, uh, talking about C-section and then when you hesitated about going into the OR and stuff like that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like, why do I want to see you like if all your <laughs> insides hanging out? Which I actually did see on accident. So, so, oh my God, I can't believe I looked. Yeah. But yeah, he's healthy, healthy boy. I don't want any more children. But anyways, let's let's get on to the COVID nineteen vaccines. Everyone's crazy. You can lead the way. Well, I feel like it's exciting because today. The FDA actually approved the Pfizer vaccine. Um, so we started what with the um, emergency use authorization back in December of last year. Um, and now we finally, they've prov shown enough data that it's safe and effective. Yeah, and so they say, so they say. It, it, there's truth to it. They can't just make it up. Um, now, to be clear, we're, we're both vaccinated, unfortunately. Yes. Well, I was going to say <laughs> it was, oh, I think this is something that we debate a little bit between ourselves because being in the healthcare field, I have a lower threshold for buying into these things. And I probably somewhat twisted your arm a little bit to going to get the vaccine. Yes. Well, it, it's because I was hesitant. It's the mistrust for me. It's not that, uh, you know, I'm on the side of these other people that are like, oh, um, you're infringing on my rights and uh, my my body, my choice. It's just funny how that doesn't work when they talk about abortion, but it, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, I wasn't on that side. And I was hesitant because it was such a new vaccine. I mean, we're talking about a brand new vaccine. And I know you're going to dive into this whole MR, mRNA mm -hmm. vaccine crap, but this is brand new. This is a brand new form of vaccines, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. They've like been studying it for a while, but they, there, there isn't anything out on the market that was manufactured or works the same way the COVID vaccine does. Hmm. And but, then, Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to say for me, we just talked about having a baby. The important thing for me was to get the vaccine while I was pregnant. Um, so after I was kind of far enough along where we weren't worried about side effects, I knew that um, there is data showing that when you are pregnant and you 
get COVID, that it's a lot more difficult on your body and you have worse outcomes. Um, and then obviously of the benefits of getting the COVID vaccine for our newborn baby, where basically any antibodies or my immune response that I have from breastfeeding, then the baby gets the benefits of that as well. So, yeah. Well, okay. So what my problem was, and I feel like a lot of people that are very hesitant is the fact that are the side effects worth it? And this is where we've gotten into a, a debate because for me, the risk of COVID is a lot higher than side effects of the vaccine. So that's what we talked about a lot was whether it's the blood clots that they saw with the Janssen or what they're seeing in the kind of younger patient populations with the cardiac issues. That Myocarditis, which I feel like I did have. Oh, I, I don't know if I still have it, but I did experience some heart palpitations and all this stuff. So I definitely regret getting the vaccine. But to me, like that is a lot less and like we talked about the rarity of those versus the chance of you getting COVID and being in the hospital and dying is a lot higher even though they're like low percentages so when you talk about like actual numbers the mm. numbers seem low um, to me that outweighs the risks of the vaccine because it's a vaccine you get two shots and you're done and i know i've told you this but you think of polio and all of these other vaccines that have been developed where essentially those diseases are eradicated now then those are kind of the success stories of vaccines so it's like it's not something you're gonna have to take every single day where like you're gonna have like years and years of side effects so to me that getting a vaccine was e easier than yeah but here's the deal it's just how fast the the uh, vaccine was produced like I, that's the troubling part we don't know how long we don't know what long-term side effects are going to be will these things reoccur like some of the side effects that you know a lot of us have had will they reoccur nobody knows so i think like that's for a lot of people scares them but to me there's long-term side effects with COVID that we have, people have been experiencing. Okay, yeah, whatever. Very true. And, okay, being alive and having a side effect from a vaccine is better than being dead from COVID. That depends on the side effect. For me, it depends on the side effect. Okay, mm -hmm. like, no, I'm sorry. If, if I have to live with a heart condition, that is not a good way to live. I guess. To me, it's still, it's a vaccine. So yeah. you're one and done. Well, I guess not technically one it's and not, done. <laughs> it's not one and done. And here we go again. We're talking about a third freaking dose, a third shot. So like, I think the hesitancy will be more because I can tell you one thing. I'm not getting a third shot. I will not get a third shot, period. I don't give a damn if they mandate it and say, I can't do this and can't do that. Well, I will just put a mask on. You can test me every single day. I don't give a crap. You can stick that freaking uh, swab all the way up my nose. I'm not getting a third shot. Yeah, and well, that's the problem. Eight with, months to convince you otherwise. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> you can try to keep convincing me. I'm, I'm not getting a third shot. Period. In a discussion. Because to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, there are people getting freaking Delta variant that are fully vaccinated. Right. So to, we talked about this in the beginning. I felt like it would probably would end up being like the flu where 
they look at the virus and the way it evolves and adapts and try and come up with a vaccine that most fits what we're going to see. And yes, you can get the vaccine, but you still have a chance of getting COVID, but it decreases your chance of how sick you're going to get and being in the hospital, intubated, having severe illness from it. Yeah, but see, I would rather take my chances. I I just would rather take my chances. That's how I feel about it. But I'm not like these other crazy people to where I'm like, okay, I don't want to take the vaccine and I don't want to wear a mask. I will choose one. If I'm not going to get vaccinated anymore, if I don't want the third shot, I will put a mask on for the rest of my life. I don't really care. And and then like that, that's the problem I have with these other people. I guess kind of to segue off to something else. That's the problem I have with these other people. I don't know if they're just Republicans or right wing extremists. I don't know the anti-vaxxers or whatever. They're probably a mix of a lot of people. My problem with these people is the fact that they act like they don't have a choice. Because they don't like any of the choices. They don't want to put a mask on. They don't want to get vaccinated. Right. And so I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This makes no sense. Choose one. Right. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. Okay, more power to you. But put a damn mask on. Yeah. And I don't understand the argument behind the mask. I mean, how many people got to die when you simply can just put a mask on? Right. And I think that's the part that's frustrating and now is getting on everyone's nerves is like, it's a public health issue and not a civil liberties issue where if we want to get back to normal and not have to deal with all this mess anymore, then you have to pick one or the other. And it's really not a difficult choice. Like you said, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then wear a mask. But I'll be interested to see because I started telling you about this a little bit. Now that it's FDA approved, there's a lot more things, especially in um, healthcare and education where they're going to be talking about more mandates. So the military's already come out and said by September, they're going to require anyone in that active military to have a vaccine and be vaccinated. And then there's already like, even in Texas, I think it was San Antonio um, where the governor has banned any mass mandates. San Antonio school district has already mandated that their teachers get vaccinated and, you know, out here in California, obviously, they're pretty liberal with <laughs> asking yeah. those things. So, but like, even San at San Francisco, they're already saying you can't die. Well, I don't know when it goes into effect, but you have to have a vaccination card to die in now. Indoors, yeah. Yeah. I don't know when that happens, but I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, luckily, we have them. Right. But it's like, to me, that's crazy. But then it, well, it gets back to their businesses, so then they can, they have the right to ask that of people because, you know, because they're like, we've noticed when we go out now, they're adding all that extra money to the restaurant workers because they're at higher risk from serving and being oh, in yeah. that industry. So, mm-hmm. and then I, our, my job had gone from like, You could either, they treated it like the flu where you could either decline it or show proof. But now it's basically like the only, they're actually looking at the declinations or exemptions. And it either has to be something that's like in the FDA approval of like you're allergic to something in it or whatever, Mm. or like an actual something that they approve. Um, So I, I have a feeling that a lot of more 
places are going to start mandating it now that it's FDA approved. And I think that's going to rile people up even more about the civil liberties piece of it. Yeah. So what? what's the, I just what my thing is like, and I think a lot of people have said this before, if it's not safe for children, why the hell are we sticking it in our, in our arms? Like, that's my thing. It's not FDA approved for children yet. And it's like the FDA approval is only for what adult uh, people 16 and up, right? Yep. And then the emergency use is still good for 12 to 15. And then in September, they're expecting the data to come out for, I think, 5 to 12. Yeah. Okay. But again, the problem, here's the problem. It's emergency use. That, that, that alone is the reason I hesitated. You have to sign these papers saying that you waive your rights to sue them because you understand that this is a, um, uh, what, what is it like? A, um, it, it's basically like trials. Well, yeah. And we weren't in the trial. The, so this what is we're... phase three human testing. Right. That is what it says on the CDC website. Right. <laughs> but it's not like you either get. So, but everybody got active drug. It's not like a randomized oh, control. Yeah, I understand that. Yes, I understand that. But we're basically test subjects to where they're monitoring. But that's the, to, so that to me, like you say that, like it were in some like science lab being like experimented on. But that's the way that all drugs get developed, whether it's a vaccine or any other medication. So that's to me is just part of the process. Yes, it's it's part of the process, but in a controlled environment. This ain't no controlled environment. How is it not controlled environment? Because everybody's getting it. Right, so that was the benefit. So you talked about your hesitancy initially was that everything kind of moved fairly quickly. And when I was reading about it, that actually, because nobody had gotten the vaccine before, they actually had a lot of interest of people enrolling in the studies and being part participants so then compared to like what would normally take years and years for them to get the numbers they need to submit everything to the fda Mm -hmm. they were able to get it really quickly because people were actually wanting to be involved okay but see my problem is the reason it takes years and years and years because you can have an idea of what some of the long long term side effect side effects could be no, because the FDA only requires six months worth of monitoring for the approval. So then like basically where it would normally take that long for you to get the number of people because they tested like I think 20,000 people um, or well, like ha- included that many people in the okay, studies. So they tested 20,000 people before um, it became emergency use. I think so. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Mm. Yeah. What well, anyways? Yeah, sure. So because they had people actually wanting to participate and obviously it was a big deal and worldwide pandemic and they didn't have issues trying to get people to enroll because you see studies like it for diabetes medications and stuff like that take a long time because they have to get the numbers to show uh, to make their statistics work, basically. Yeah. Well, listen. For anyone that's hesitant, I'm on your side. I'm not getting a third shot. Anyone that is is not getting the shot because of <laughs> your freedoms, your civil liberties, and all this bull crap, I, I don't support that. Want none, zero. 
I'm on the side of hesitancy. Uh, <laughs> if I had to do it again, I'll tell you what, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> I really, I literally would not do it. Yeah. And I don't think my mom's going to take the uh, vaccine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like I, I'm not going to be someone to try to convince her. Because I don't feel like it's my job to convince her. You know, I know. Yeah. But the problem I have with some people, though, is that they feel like it's their job to police the world and try to convince everybody that they should get the vaccine. Yeah. And that's part of the problem, especially with media. Nobody, nobody trusts CNN, MSNBC right now. Right. I think there's more people that would trust Fox News right now than they would CNN, MSNBC, any of these like left leaning organizations. Yeah. That's probably true. But th- th- that's the problem. They're pushing it too hard. Yeah. I think if if CNN just stopped talking about it, I think people would get over the fact that, you know, they're hesitant and they would just do it. Yeah. But CNN pushes it so much and they're literally, literally the most untrusted network right now. They They just are. Yeah. They're crazy. Like, I think that would go a long way if they just all of a sudden just cold turkey stop talking about it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, maybe, yeah. I still feel like there would be some people out there, though, that, like, still, regardless, unless, like, we've talked about, like, unless it becomes something where, like, to go to school or to do something, you're required to do it. Yeah. Like, or... You know, you're talking about San Francisco where you have to show proof of vaccination. Like if it becomes so prohibitive on people's lives to like get back to normal and then I feel like they might just be like, well, screw it. I'm just going to get the vaccine so that I don't have to deal with that. But I don't know. You th- Okay. You bring up your mom. Like I feel like when stuff has come up in the past and she's asked stuff about medicines. Like if there's a certain side effect that makes her nervous, then she would rather just not take it than be worried about having a side effect. Right. So I feel like that's fairly normal for people outside of healthcare, like that or generally accepted where yeah, if they're nervous about a side effect. But see, I think the problem with the people on the right yeah. Uh, the anti-vaxxers, it's because of CNN. Their whole thing is, if CNN is constantly talking about it, it can't be good. Yeah. There's some government conspiracy <laughs> to where they're trying to kill off people. And, like, that's some of the things I've seen. It's like Steve Jobs and CNN and uh, the government is trying to uh, depopulate the earth. I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with these people? But that that is literally some of the things that these people come up with. Yeah. I don't, I mean, well, I don't know. That's going down a completely different path. But what? Like, I feel like one thing I've never understood is our society's obsession with like living till you're like 120. So I almost feel like sometimes like this was part of natural selection to some extent because who's mostly impacted by COVID older people or people that have comorbid conditions. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's true. So it's like with all the global warming and the impact to the earth and 
or like killing the earth and not it's not going to be sustainable i almost feel like there was an element to that <laughs> well yeah I, I told you when i like when the because i got my motorcycle license right when the pandemic started mm. so I, I was taking i told you the story of when i was in the class right mm, i can't remember <laughs> we go in there it's like literally the first the day before lockdown it was literally the day before lockdown and we were in class and this uh lady she was like i don't know if she was gothic mm-hmm. she kind of looked gothic yeah. right and she just yelled out because we were talking about it yeah right and just joking around about it and she was like fucking natural selection man i was like holy <laughs> shit what <laughs> Like, it just caught me off guard. I'm like, okay, that was kind of just random. <laughs> right. To like, <laughs> like, I get it, but it's out. like, damn, like, just blurt it out like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's I don't know. made us all go crazy. It's definitely made everyone go crazy. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It definitely doesn't look good that people are getting COVID, uh, the Delta variant. Yeah, and it is starting to impact like more, well, obviously the unvaccinated people, but then also more kids because I've seen more stuff on like from children's hospitals and stuff Mm. where now like more of the peds, like ICU beds and things like that are being taken up. So I think it's supposed to be more infectious and seems like compared to what we were seeing initially. Yeah, but Leanne, the problem, you don't think it's a problem that people that are actually fully vaccinated are getting this stuff? And it seems like it's becoming like more and more of a thing now that people that are actually uh, vaccinated are getting it. Like there are high profile people, multiple senators, a bunch of celebrities are getting it. There's a, a few YouTubers I know. I mean, I don't know them personally, but like I know that like literally they said they were fully vaccinated and they got it. But I feel like it's just to me, I just think of it like the flu because what we've talked about. I mean, generally, most people just get mild symptoms, but then you obviously have the severe where they're like in the ICU and intubated and all that stuff, which can happen with the flu, too. And we've talked about the third shot and how it's what is supposed to last eight months is what they're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, which is kind of essentially how long the vaccine's been out. But to me, that is in alignment with flu season. So you think you get your flu shot in August and flu season lasts till April. Okay, so you convince people to get the shot, right? Mm-hmm. All right, eight months is up. So what's next? You know what I mean? We get the third shot. What's next after that? That's my thing. Then I feel like it'll be just like your flu shot you're supposed to get every year. Then I think you would lose a lot of people. You don't think you would lose a lot of people like that? I, I do think so because you lose your sense of urgency. Like so many people bought into getting it initially because it's a worldwide pandemic. But there are a lot of people outside of healthcare where we're, you know, mandated to get it basically to be employed that don't get their flu shots. So I just feel like it would end up being like that. You know, it. I don't know. Like, I feel like the more people get this, this these vaccines, the more side effects we're going to see. And I think the more we're going to have to talk about it. And then I think it will increase hesitancy even more. I just think like, these vaccines have so much going against it right now. I guess. But you think like the flu shot, like you can get Guillain-Barre's from. What the heck? What is that? Um, It's like a neuromuscular, like where 
think it's the thing where like you can't you have a hard time moving oh um you can get that with the flu shot yeah that's why i don't get the flu shot (laughs) i'm not getting i don't i don't see the point of the flu shot i've never had the flu in my life ever that you know to me it's hard to justify getting a shot each year when i know like the um what, what do you call it like the the probability of it actually protecting you is like very low well it varies from year to year yeah, based exactly. on how they get some but. years it's like 10 20 percent but they don't that's the problem they don't say that they do they, yeah but it's in places that it's hard to find you have to go to the cdc website because that's who reports all that data right. okay but if you want people to take the flu shot i think you should just put it somewhere where people can see it i guess like nobody who goes to the cdc web now i guarantee a bunch of people go to the cdc website now but before covid who i didn't even know cdc had a website i didn't even know what the hell the cdc was yeah i think the first time i ever heard about the cdc was um when we were afraid of the uh, ebola and uh what was the flu was it it wasn't the swine was it the swine flu or bird flu there were both both of those flus and that was like what five six years ago i think it's oh no more longer than that okay (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, we're old but (laughs) but anyway i i like i haven't known about the cdc yeah so i I don't know man (laughs) i still wouldn't do it again Mm, well that's you (laughs) it's hard i mean the numbers i mean a lot of people can make the argument that the numbers don't make sense But to me, it's no different than the flu because, yeah, like you said, for you who's young and healthy, the chance of you catching the flu and having it be really severe where you're in the ICU is relatively low, but the risk is still there. And to me. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just looking at this. I keep I just keep thinking about this third shot that I'm not going to get. And I'm going to be mandated to get. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to have to get it. And let's hope you don't croak over. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a, well, you can't. You don't have an option. You can't because we have a new baby. But when does it stop? Like, that's my problem. When does it stop? I guess I just. Like, does it never stop? Is uh is the this SARS-2 virus something we're going to live with forever now? I feel like it's going that way because it just, I mean, think there's already like eight or 10 different variants that have come out of the virus. So that just kind of shows that it's going to be probably like the flu where it's going to evolve and adapt. And so then what's the answer? Do we just, I don't know, like to me, it's almost like, do we just take seven days off or however long it takes to. Well, I feel like eventually the quarantine stuff is going to have to stop. Like if it really does turn out to be like the flu, we don't quarantine for the flu. Right. Well, we shouldn't have a quarantine in the first place. I guess. Well, because, listen, the death rate was not that high. They, it's not. There was a lot of lies that were being told in the beginning. Yeah. The numbers were fabricated. This is no secret. Yeah, I know. They, what annoys me? Changed it. Yeah, what annoys me the most is the 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 lens in which YouTube, Instagram, Facebook will go 
to cover up the lies. If you speak the truth and you can quote the CDC website, they will still take it down. I've seen it with a lot of YouTubers. I've seen it with a lot of doctors. Literally, mm-hmm. you can quote facts. But I th- they take down misinformation too, because literally but the problem. The, oh, go ahead. The like I saw something pop up the other day, either on TV or on the my phone, about how literally like the most like cited article for vaccine hesitancy and like spread of misinformation came from Facebook. Okay, that might be true, but the problem I'm having with that is they don't tell you what's in it. Because trust me, it's hard for me to believe that all like, and that's part of the problem. Things that you can go look up yourself, people will repeat it and it will be categorized into misinformation. That's part of the problem. That's part of the hesitancy for me anyway. And I think for a lot of people, the part of the hesitancy is, okay, everything's misinformation. If you're not saying go get the vaccine, it's it's misinformation. Just like the whole, oh, it came from a lab was misinformation for a long time until they finally wanted to admit that, no, it probably more likely came from a lab. You see what I'm saying? So like the mistrust is there because of how they're handling the situation, how they're trying to funnel information to people, how they only want you to have certain type of information. They don't want you to have all the facts, even though you can go to CDC website and find it. Because, well, the way I feel about that is you take the example of someone hears that, the vaccine causes nausea and vomiting, which like every medication on the entire earth causes nausea and vomiting. And they use that as their reason to not get. Okay. See, now you're on the extreme other end of the spectrum. But what I'm saying is that I feel like coming from a healthcare field, you there's a need to kind of funnel certain information from what we know to people that don't have a medical background because if they hear everything, they don't know how to interpret or narrow down what matters and what doesn't matter. The general population. Well, and see, that's part of the problem. You're thinking that the general population is retarded. No, well, I'm not saying me, not, not, not retarded. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You don't think they're educated enough to cipher through the information. Cause they're not. <laughs> not being serious. <laughs> All, but not all of us are. Okay, all of us, some of us are. Yeah. So, like, the people that wouldn't take the vi- vaccine are hesitant because you're withholding information. You see what I'm saying? So, look, there are going to be nut jobs that are just not going to take it. And there are going to be people that, you know, aren't smart enough to comprehend even the simple stuff. Right. But I think the majority of people are smart enough to take the information. And even if they have questions, go to their doctor. And so it's to the point now where people don't even trust your doctor because you have some doctors that are being silenced right now. You know, that's true. I would say probably from the me- the media side. Yes. Yeah. They're legitimate doctors that are, they have a different take on the vaccine. But and I, the whole... I think you also have to question like, 
doctors on social media and stuff that a doctor going out on social media even on like cnn sometimes i question their motives for (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i'm saying is like to me that that you're a lot better off going to the cdc website or finding the information from your for yourself than coming from somewhat a doctor or a quote-unquote doctor because you know people can fudge credentials and things like that yeah well cnn's very good at uh bringing just any damn doctor on talking about COVID 19. <laughs> like these are like some of these doctors aren't infectious disease doctors well okay to be fair they either have a public health background or like they're ed doctors or okay but Lynn, can we just admit what the fuck does surgeons have to do with infectious disease? Okay, that's fair because Sanjay Gupta is a neurosurgeon or something. Okay, like that, but like just because you are in the medical field, don't make you an expert on COVID nineteen. But CNN will portray <laughs> all these doctors as experts, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that that's my problem. <laughs> so it's like, but then that's my problem with YouTube or wherever else you go to like look at this stuff. Okay, too. I, I would never go to YouTube and try to get any factual information. I know that, but I'm just saying, doctors that go on those websites or are on social media, to me, it's like freaking Doctor Phil or whatever. They're trying to make money by coming out and saying. Hey, did things. you know he wasn't a real shrink? No. <laughs> I swear that it came out that he was not a real psychologist. It could be. I don't know. But that, that just proves my point. Like, you know, the doctors that are on TV or out in social media, they're not probably the ones you want to trust all the time to get your information from. But yeah, it seems like in these days that uh, when a doctor comes out, it seems like there's an agenda behind it, an agenda behind it. Yeah. Does it not? Yeah. So that's why I have a hard time. Like if they're saying they are seeing certain things or whatever, cause you know, like we had when COVID first started, wasn't there like a nurse or somebody that was faking things that I can't remember. Um, like they were making the comments about the PPE shortages or something like that and come to find out like that it wasn't true. So like, it's yeah. just like people trying to get attention. That's kind of what I'm sa- trying to say, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just waiting for it to be over. Yeah. I think we all are. No more masks. No more COVID. Go back to normal life. So you're gonna have to get your third shot. I'm not getting a third shot. <laughs> You have to shoot. You have to put me in the ground before you give me a third shot. Oh, whatever. You act like it was that difficult. Well, but it, it's not difficult. It's like I would have been fine if I didn't have those side effects. I would have got the third shot. Yeah. You know, and for me, I'm hesitant on letting Olivia, our daughter, get the damn vaccine. I don't think I can agree right now. Yeah, I think it all depends on what they see in her age group. Yeah, but Leanne, like... There's a there's quite a few young teenagers that got myocarditis. There was another one that I saw uh, a few days ago. A young yeah, girl. Did you see that about, young girl? Uh, I think she was in her 20s or 30s, 20s. Well, th- that's what I was going to say. A, I think it's been 
like some teenagers, but it's more been 20s and 30s, not like true pediatrics. Well, there's been that one young guy. But they've, what they have. That we know of. And this is why the American Academy of Pediatrics hasn't changed their stance on it is the rates that they've been seeing of myocarditis is no different than of like just you getting myocarditis in the general, like irrelevant of the COVID vaccine. So because the rates weren't any different. So we'll see though. I feel like that it's probably taking longer because with peds, you have to get parent consent and all that kind of stuff. So just like you're talking about being hesitant, I feel like people, it's a lot easier for us to sign ourselves up to get the COVID shot versus like convincing us to sign our child up to do it. Yeah. I just think about like the rest of her life. You know what I mean? We've lived, I'm 36. Yeah. So it's like, I've lived 36 years, but it's like, it's hard for me to imagine as of right now saying, yeah, I want you to take the shot at six. Yeah. And then something happens. You know how guilty I would feel? Yeah. And I understand at least right now, like where the rates of COVID have been lower in peds compared to adults. So to me, it's like, okay, if their chance of COVID is even less then you have to be a lot more considerate and think about the benefit risk um, right. of getting the shot. But So, and, and like, I think with this whole, you know, side effects things, I think the death rate and the side effects will be very close in young children. That is just my opinion. I'm yeah. not an expert by any means, but I have a feeling that it would be yeah, because of how well they handle it. Unless there, but there, unless there comes along uh, uh, another variant of this, uh, uh, what do you call it, COVID? Unless there's another variant of COVID that's more severe, that's more deadly. Yeah. Not just more contagious, but more deadly. Well, I think that'll be the interesting piece to see because with Delta, like I was saying, like anecdotally, I'm seeing all this stuff about how there's more. There's people are running out of peds icu beds and things like that with this with the delta variant but does that translate to actual data of but does that translate to actually okay what are we talking about here because it's easy to say like you know how they can manipulate things right but peds icu is a lot different than like oh you end up sick enough and i understand that but what i'm saying is we've seen how they can take other units and turn them into covid units so are we saying, oh, we're running out of Pete's beds because we've taken over some of the other beds in the Pete's unit? So now we have less beds anyway. So now they're full. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? So, like, what's true? Okay, but because are we saying there's no, they're running out of Pete's bed because of COVID? Of, of because of Pete's patients that have COVID? Or are we just saying because of COVID? which could be interpreted any other way you want because it could truly mean, okay, yeah, we have adults that are having being that are having to be housed in those, housed in those units. You see what I'm saying? So like, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know that it, I think it, the hospital would have to be really strapped to mix peds and adults. Cause listen, they that's just don't. where my mind goes. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Now you can see how some people can have hesitancies and have mistrust. Yeah. Because my mind will go there. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) My mind will go to all those dark places and I will start thinking of all these things. Yeah. 
It doesn't mean I'm always listening to those things, but it's there. Right. There are some people that are, I'm not going to say weak-minded, but there are some people that are willing to give in to those temptations of, you know, diving into that and sticking to that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a tricky subject. Uh, But it's FDA approved now. So we'll see if they have started to see in all the different areas, the people that are having more hospitalizations because people haven't been vaccinated mm-hmm. that, that they're having like a surge of vaccine doses administered again, basically. Cause everybody's like, Oh, well maybe I should just get the shot now instead of ending up in the hospital. Yeah. Now I think that's one thing I can say is real, right? We can all agree that if you get the, the vaccines, you're probably more than likely, well, you probably have a 99% chance of not going to the hospital. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. But anything else, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about today? Are you all vaccined out? (laughs) I'm all vaccined out. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time.